Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The year 2014 marks a hundred years since the beginning of the First World War, a war which started in Europe and tore the continent apart. Europe has had its fair share of bloody conflicts, but this so-called Great War probably topped all others for its brutality and loss of life. Over the next four years, the different events of the war will be commemorated from its beginning to end around the continent. It will be a time for reflection on its legacy. In this podcast series, I will reflect on the whole history of Europe, from the ancient Greeks up into the First World War. Welcome to my podcast, A History of Europe, Key Battles. A History of Europe, Key Battles, Part 1, Introduction. My name is Carl Rylett and I live near Oxford in England. In this podcast series, I aim to explain the shape of modern Europe based on its history. Why does Europe exist as a separate continent at all? What allowed such a diversity of cultures within this small part of the world? What has determined the borders of and within Europe? I will use a series of key battles to help answer these questions by telling the story of Europe through the ages. Countries and boundaries are not laid up in heaven. They are shaped by men. And what men shape, they may also choose to reshape. Europe was, of course, defined not only by wars, but such things as migration, economics, dynastic accidents and natural events. But to a large extent, today's political and cultural maps have been forged by sheer brute force. And for the purposes of this podcast, I have chosen about 40 key battles that will act as milestones in this story. Why did I write this podcast? Well, one reason is that it gives me an excuse to research areas of history I am less familiar with, but curious about. Secondly, it is a type of history that I would have wanted to hear when I began getting interested in the subject. I wanted to know how the various fragments of historical knowledge I knew fitted together. As I learnt more, I began to appreciate history more as one great long story that constantly flows rather than a series of chopped up periods and events as it is sometimes portrayed. To my mind, History is like a constantly flowing river, but one which at some points reaches a junction where it might flow one way down a certain channel, or if circumstances had been different, down another. Too often, I find, histories are written from a single national viewpoint. Historians look at where things happen to be at the time of writing, and seek to describe their country's political formation to get to that point as a kind of inevitable process only deviated from my occasional aberrations. I seek to give a more global perspective and look at the conflicts from both sides. I hope this will also reveal the interconnectedness of the different conflicts and also show how events could have turned out differently 
In addition, patterns will emerge and raise such questions as what causes wars and what determines their outcomes. Most of the current borders of Europe were defined relatively recently. A map of Europe today looks very different to one, for example, before the First World War, when much of Eastern Europe was part of Austro-Hungary or Ottoman Turkey. In these now defunct empires, the boundaries did not represent cultural boundaries as they do today, since they compromised peoples of various group identities who intermingled, often peacefully. The 19th century saw a surge in nationalism, each national group assembling a number of customs and heroes which represented them, and each demanding their nation gain independence. Such identities are powerful, determining an individual's language, religion, taste in arts, food and music, even going as far sometimes as what people are prepared to fight, and even maybe to die for. The two world wars saw the dreams of nationalism realised, but it was a painful process with much killing and forced migration. For example, the 1923 exchange of population between Turkey and Greece saw about 1.5 million Greeks emigrate from Turkish Anatolia to present-day Greece, and half a million Turks move in the opposite direction. Between 1945 and 1950, over 12 million ethnic Germans were expelled from areas in Central Eastern Europe, mostly land acquired by Poland, the Soviet Union and Czechoslovakia, and had to make themselves a new home in Germany or Austria. The culmination of this process occurred with the fall of the Iron Curtain in 1989 and the breakup of Yugoslavia in the 1990s. Minority populations still live in each country, such as Hungarians in Romania and Slovakia, and Russians in the Baltic states. The future may also see the gaining of independence of some regions such as Catalonia from Spain or Scotland from the United Kingdom. I begin with conflicts familiar with most readers of history, namely those between the ancient Greeks and Persians, between Alexander the Great and the Persians, and between Rome and Hannibal. Then I will continue chronologically from the fall of Rome through the Dark Ages and Medieval Era until pre-modern times. Some battles, such as Hastings, will be familiar, but others are less well-known, at least to the English-speaking world. The focus of each podcast will be a particularly pivotal battle, but this is not a military history. I will describe, to some extent, how each battle was won or lost by particular decisions, tactics, technology or fortune. But the aim of each main narrative will be to place each battle in the context of the overall history of Europe. I hope this overarching view will provide a framework which will help fit specific places and events into the big picture. Looking back at history, it can sometimes look inevitable that events, including battles, went the way they did. But I don't believe that any participant in a battle would have risked his life fighting if he never believed he could win. And besides, I believe any healthy discussions over the relevance of any battle helps to improve the understanding of history. To accompany this series, I have started up a website at www.historyeurope.net. If you visit, you will find additional information such as maps and images. 
Next time, I look at the Battle of Marathon in 490 BC. Here, the ancient Greeks of Athens fought for their very survival and for their way of life. It is important because the Greeks were to build the foundations of European civilization. They were the first to write histories in the form we are now familiar with. And they came up with the idea of Europe before they knew its full geographical extent. Europe was, in part, the idea of a physical piece of land, but it also represented the idea of a separate identity. The people across the Bosporus Straits in Asia, or those across the sea in Africa, were different. They were others. And the Persians threatened to snuff out Greek civilization in its infancy. The story of resistance by Athens is one of great bravery. Next time, I will tell its story. Join me next time for the Battle of Marathon.